This is episode 202 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life. Today's articles are, Can You Homestead When You're Broke? Survival for the Common Man, Your Easy Food Storage Solution? And Conflicted, Danger from an Unstable Friend, What Would You Do? Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey, welcome to episode 202. I'm so glad that you can join us. I'd like to uh, welcome all the new listeners and uh, just uh, remind you that you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and other podcast networks uh, so that you can download them straight to your phone. Hey, let's go ahead and jump right into our first article. It comes to us from homesteadsurvivalsite.com. Again, that's homesteadsurvivalsite.com. And the article is, Can You Homestead When You're Broke? Let's go ahead and start reading. Do you keep putting off your dream of homesteading while you try to save up enough money to get started? With the cost of everyday living, that can be a frustrating and never-ending experience. How would it change things if you made the decision to begin homesteading with what you already have? You can, you know. It may not look like the homestead of your dreams, but if you consider it a work in progress, you can homestead even when you're broke. Here are eight steps to follow. Number one, you can homestead anywhere. Many of us have the picture of a few acres or more out in the country for our homestead. We want the peace, the quiet, and the room a large piece of property offers. The trouble is that land doesn't come cheaply. While you save for that large property, you can begin a homesteading lifestyle wherever you live now, even in an apartment or a small townhome. Here are a few ideas to get you started. Garden in small spaces with container gardening or vertical gardening. Raise small livestock such as chickens and rabbits. Check your city regulations. Start a compost pile. Ditch the obligatory front lawn of grass and plant a garden there and can or otherwise preserve whatever you don't eat. Number two, find homesteading friends and mentors. One of the great uses of the internet is how it lets us connect with like-minded people. Check out groups of homesteaders in your area and get to know them. You can be a valuable resource for each other. Not only can you share tips and techniques and provide moral support for each other, you can also trade goods and services. Let's say you have a bumper crop of vegetables and they have too many chickens. You can work out a trade. Are you handy with a saw and a hammer? Trade your time and skills helping your friends build a fence and then accept their help fixing your truck. You both will save money. Hey, I just want to point out that uh, Facebook might be a good resource for, uh, to find a group where you can link up with. Uh, Zuckerberg recently came out with uh, the idea that he wanted Facebook to be more of a community, uh, you know, pl- a place where people can can uh, connect with each other. And so there's uh, they're they're making it a little bit easier, I guess. Uh, and so uh, finding places on Facebook or it might be pretty easy in your area if you live in a in a you know a decent sized town or city. Uh, and then of course you know you've got Craigslist and and some other places there. Meetup.com. Um, it might be a good uh, resource as well. All right, moving on. Number three is learn how to be more resourceful. Um, it's amazing how much great stuff others are willing to give away. Many homesteaders are able to build chicken coops, fences, garden beds, and other structures from wood and other supplies 
they obtain for free. Be on the lookout for yard sales and regularly check sites such as Craigslist and FreeCycle for items you need. Your community may have a Facebook page devoted to giveaways and inexpensive items people want to get rid of. Get in the habit of asking friends and family if they have extra of whatever you need and if they would be willing to give it to you or trade you for it. Get to know your local retailers. For example, many home supply stores will sell odd or returned pieces of lumber at rock bottom prices. Number four is look for free or inexpensive livestock. For many reasons, including illness and other life changes, some people have to downsize their farms and homesteads. As a result, they may be offering their animals at low prices or even for free. Get to know the owners and then ask plenty of questions about the animal's health and care before you take the plunge. Also, as you are getting started, consider small livestock such as budget-friendly rabbits and quail. Number five is garden on the cheap. No matter where you're living now, you can start growing some of your own food. Even if you live in an apartment, you can plant containers of vegetables on a, pad, on a porch or patio. Learn to make the most out of the space you have with raised beds and vertical gardening. When you are on a tight budget, start with vegetables your family already eats. You can always get more adventurous later. Seeds take longer than transplants, but they are less expensive. Be sure to buy quality seeds. They cost a bit more, but they are worth it in the long run. Another idea is to ask your new homesteading contacts for starter plants. Many experienced gardeners are happy to share strawberry plants or herbs that need thinning out in their gardens. Once again, you can check the internet for garden, gardeners who are willing to trade plants or seed for other items or services. Number six, make a compost pile. Did you know that you can save money by composting your own kitchen and yard scraps? Composting provides you with rich, healthy fertilizer that many gardeners call black gold. Many communities offer free compost bins to residents. Call your local recycling or trash department to find out. You also can make your own inexpensive compost container. Here are a few resources to help. And then there's a couple of links here. There's three links here. Number seven is preserve what you grow and gather. We have such a throwaway culture here in the United States. Homesteaders are people who are bucking that trend, and one of the big ways is through preserving food. You can keep more of your money in your wallet by saving your food before it goes bad through canning, dehydrating, freezing, and cold storage. Many stores put canning supplies on sale after the late summer canning season. You also can find inexpensive supplies at yard sales. Consider sharing the cost of canning equipment with a homesteading friend and do the work together. Here are some great ideas for canning on a budget. And again, there's uh, three more links that you can come check out. And number eight, learn a frugal lifestyle. This step is listed last, but it really is the most important. The best way to get your homestead off the ground is by changing your mindset to one of living within your means. If you have the opportunity to talk with someone who lived through the Great Depression, you know how they have a philosophy of use it, reuse it, wear it out, or get by without it. It's great advice for the homesteader. Plan a budget for your family and follow it. Don't buy things you can't afford and save what you have left over each month for unplanned expenses and for big purchases. Nothing left over? Then you need to explore some ways you can make money as a homesteader, including selling eggs, selling homemade products, teaching classes, blogging, selling cut flowers, working as an independent contractor in your area of expertise. Be creative. Your goal of living self-sufficient lifestyle as a homesteader is within reach. However, living to live on a strict 
Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. However, learning to live on a strict budget is a challenge, and lack of money is the main reason people abandon their homesteading dreams. The good news is that a frugal lifestyle gets easier as you go along, and as you progress, you will enjoy the sense of freedom, flexibility, and independence it offers. You don't need to wait for a big financial windfall to homestead. That may never happen, but you can start building your dreams wherever you are. All right. Uh, good article, lots of uh, lots of links in this one. You want to come check this out. Um, I like the idea of you know get started now and all these things. You know you don't necessarily have to. Uh, uh, you know some people might get turned off by homesteader and like hey I don't I never want to be a homesteader. I'm not homesteading. I'm not going out to the country. But a lot of these things are just basic things that anyone can do. Uh, you know even if you're living in an apartment, you can do a lot of these things, right? And, uh, and so I think uh, these are good ideas to start incorporating that any prepper, uh, anybody who's wanting to live that self-reliant lifestyle is going to start in, you know, incorporating these things into their lifestyle. One of the things that I think is big and major and, and uh, if we ever uh, start experiencing, uh, I mean really we're kind of already experiencing, but that slow economic slide, right, where things start um, you know, getting tighter and tighter, and you start feeling it, uh, and you like you really you don't notice it as much because it's not happening so fast. But you're starting to notice it. I guess um, you can notice it by going to the grocery store and you see you know the packages that you buy. They're the same. They look or the, they're the same price. They look like they're the same, but they're just a little bit smaller. Uh, maybe you've noticed. I mean, I know that we've talked about toilet paper here recently. Um, that's still on my mind from last week, I guess. Um, you know, there's some toilet paper that you go buy, you buy the rolls, and and it's a lot shorter. It's not as uh, as wide as it used to be, uh, and so that's one way that uh, you're starting to feel that, uh, just that your money is not buying as much anymore. So uh, I think one one thing that uh, that you, we're gonna all want to do, and that we should be doing. As this slow economic slide continues to happen, is that we need to learn how to be frugal. We need to learn how to, uh, you know, make our dollars stretch and uh, not be so wasteful. And uh, you know, I know people that will not l eat leftovers. So if there's leftovers, forget it. You know, uh, you can they're they're going to be gone. Uh, they're just going to be thrown away. And I think that's just such a waste. I just can't even, you know, uh, imagine that. You know, people years ago would never even begin to. Uh, allow something like that to happen. That would be crazy talk. Uh, and you know, just just fixing things. A lot of the times we do throw things away. Is, is there something that you can do to fix it? You know, um, and you know, people will talk about the ratio of their time versus uh, you know the time to fix it uh, versus uh, going out and buying something. And I, I can understand that if it's something that's kind of cheap or whatever, but. Um, not only do you get the uh, when you do fix something, not only do you get the satisfaction that you you were able to to fix it, but you you're starting to build that skill where you're problem solving and you're working on items and and uh, different things like that. And like I've said before in the past, I have uh, done things around the house just because I I picked up uh, or saw a, a video on YouTube and uh, saved myself you know uh, hundreds of dollars because I didn't call out. A plumber, or didn't you know take my uh, my wife's tablet in into uh, to get fixed? I was able to find a, a video and do it myself. 
And uh, so, uh, you know, really, uh, you know, I, I think that's something that we're, where we're headed and we should be incorporating that into our lives as, as, as well as all the other things. But incorporating a frugal mindset is, uh, I think, is very important. And that's one reason why I created the, uh, the page on Prepper website, uh, Frugal Living. So if you go to Prepper, PrepperWebsite.com and you look at the top right hand corner, there is a link uh, there that says Frugal Living. And uh, that brings in feeds of uh, just frugal uh, websites that deal with uh, frugality and will uh, talk about how to save money and different things like that. And uh, so bring those in there. And so if you're if you're not hitting those, you might want to go or you're not, you know, all those pages actually I think are, uh, you know, part of that. Uh, the DIY uh, page is, is a part of this as well. And so uh, I, th- I think those are, you know, pages that you might want to go, maybe not hit or visit every single day, but uh, definitely visiting it, you know, every every other day or every three three days and uh, seeing if there's anything there that really, um, you know, grabs your attention that will help you to, uh, you know, do something yourself or, uh, you know, save some money. All right, so this article, again, like I said, it was over at homesteadsurvival.com. A lot of good stuff here. Go check it out. All right, the next article is uh, is one of mine. I did mention that I was going to read this one here uh, coming up. And uh, it's a part of my Survival for the Common Man series. Uh, you know, the, the idea behind this is that, um, you know, I love bushcrafting. I love homesteading. I love wilderness survival. I love all those kinds of things, but when it comes down to it, I'm not I'm not in the, in that scene so much. You know, I'm reading a lot of articles. Uh, I practice. I do things like that. Uh, you know, skills and 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 all that stuff. But I'm a regular guy who lives in the suburbs, who has a regular job, and uh, you know, I have kids and a family and and all those kinds of things. We're not trekking through the woods every weekend. And so uh, I, you know, I'm just a regular person and uh, realizing that there's a lot more people out there who are just regular people. And especially because I started the podcast, a lot of people that are seeing, you know, get, hitting the podcast from iTunes and other podcast networks. And they're, uh, they're coming to check it out and, uh, you know, starting to realize that, hey, this preparedness thing might be, might not be such a bad idea. It's not just all about the, the, the kook, you know, conspiracy things. It's, uh, and there's uh, a lot of just real common sense good advice here. And so as people are coming and having questions and, and getting turned on to preparedness, I'm like, hey, man, I'd like to prepare a couple or write a couple of, of uh, articles that are just very basic articles that anyone can kind of grab onto, but that would help in you know the new the newbie or uh, the the regular guy the common man uh, to uh, to help prepare. So this one is based on food. So again, it's survival for the common man. Your easy food storage solution. This is the easiest way to go ahead and start your food storage uh, uh, project or your pantry. So let's go ahead and start reading on this one. Food isn't as important as one might think at first. I say at first because most healthy people can go a while without eating. Now, I've never tried going more than three days without food, but I've always heard that you can go much longer than that. Although you will have diminished diminished energy, you won't die. But there is a psychological aspect to food that might mean more to you and your family in a survival situation than just putting nutrients in your body. Having food and a food storage solution is important for survival, and I'm going to share with you how you can accomplish this without breaking your budget. 
But first, let's explore the psychological aspect of food just a little. Have you ever decided to go on a diet? Immediately, you might feel your stomach growling or you might feel hungry. Your brain doesn't like to think about not eating. Couple not eating with being in a survival situation and looking at your kids who are looking at you for the next step or the next meal. You don't want to be in that situation and be empty-handed, or should I say, have an empty pantry. If you think about it, many people come together around food. When you invite people over to your house, you usually sit around and eat. Food brings people together, and it can also encourage and help you to feel better after your situation. Have you ever eaten a great meal and just sat back feeling full and satisfied? There is something powerful about sitting down and eating a hot meal. And like I mentioned earlier, this is even more important when you consider the stress of a survival situation or crisis, whatever that might be. Having food storage solution, having a food storage solution can seem like a, a daunting task. When you think about having a year's supply of more or more for your family, it can seem overwhelming and the feeling makes, makes many not even start. Another factor that causes others to not want to prep their pantry is that it can get expensive. Yes, it can get expensive if you go out and buy a year's worth of freeze-dried food all in one purchase. The good news is that you don't have to spend a ton of money on freeze-dried food. In fact, I would recommend not making freeze-dried food your first purchase. Why? People who tend to make a purchase like that put the food up in a closet and then forget about it. They don't build the basics of preparedness into their life. I'm going to describe how you can start your food storage pantry easily and inexpensively. If you follow these steps and use the free download, you can have a decent food storage pantry in no time. The easiest way to start your food storage is with canned goods. There, that was easy. Canned goods are already packaged for the long term. Dates on cans are usually best used dates. Best used by dates are just dates the food company, food company has decided to stamp on their cans to guarantee freshness. And expiration dates are just another term for best used by dates. Think about this. If you have a can of soup and it says expires on January 21st, 2018, does that mean that when the clock turns midnight on January 22nd, 2018, that the food in the can all of a sudden goes bad? Of course not. Check out this explanation from Food Reference as sourced from my friend Chris at Prepared Christian. Quote, Canned food has a shelf life of at least two years from the date of processing. Canned food retains its safety and nutritional value well beyond two years, but it may have some variation in quality such as a change of color and texture. Canning is a high heat process that renders the food commercially sterile. Food safety is not an issue in products kept on the shelf or in the pantry for long periods of time. In fact, canned food has an almost indefinite shelf life at moderate temperatures, 75 degrees Fahrenheit and below. Canned food as old as 100 years has been found in sunken ships and it is still microbiologically safe. We don't recommend keeping canned foods for 100 years, but if the can is intact, not dented or bulging, it is edible. And uh, end quote. So there's a, I have the source there that you can go check that out. And uh, there's a lot of great, there's a lot more information there over at Food Reference that uh, you'll want to go check out. It's a little older or, uh, website, um, but um, a lot of good information over there for people uh, in preparedness or getting into preparedness and wanting to know about canned foods and and uh, all that. 
All right, continuing on. Now, you don't want to make sure now you do want to make sure that the cans that you are storing are not dented, bulging, or rusting in any way. If they are, you need to toss them. But besides that, canned food from the grocery store is the perfect starting point for anyone wanting to start their food pantry, or food storage pantry. Like I said at the beginning of this article, you need to start with a, pl- a plan. Sorry, man, I- I'm having a rough time reading. That. I'm gonna be very honest, guys. My uh, my throat is very dry. I guess it's the allergies. Um, we got in very late from uh, from an outreach, and um, yeah, I just I, I started the podcast over like six seven times, and uh, even even at that, I finally said forget it. I'm just gonna continue on because I was kind of messing up the beginning part. And uh, when I when I mess up the beginning part, I just go ahead and jump right back into it, just rec- start recording again. But uh, man, I, w- I was getting starting to get frustrated. I was just the words aren't coming uh, out, and my mouth is just, uh, my tongue is sticking to the roof of my mouth, and and it's just not coming out. Um, but uh, yeah, the the weather here sucks. Uh, I'm telling you, it's like we get a cool front, and then it gets hot, and then we get a cool front, and uh, you got people that are just sniffling all over the place. And uh, so uh, I'm not I'm not feeling the sniffles, but uh, some sinus pressure. And uh, like I said, my throat is just very very dry. I've been drinking a lot of water, um, but uh, when I'm doing this talking, it's just getting stuck to me. It's just get, get my mouth is just the words just they don't want to come out. And uh, so couple all that with it being late. So just bear with me uh, as I'm uh, you know having to to uh, get through this one. I'm already I already realized I'm gonna edit. A lot. I'm gonna have to edit a lot. Of, uh, of this uh, here, especially at the beginning uh, of the podcast. Of course, you won't hear that or know that because it'll be edited by the time you get to it. So, uh, all right, let me go ahead and start this paragraph over. Like I said at the beginning of this series, you need to start with a plan. You don't want to go to the grocery store and start tossing a bunch of cans in your cart. Let's start with what your family eats. What are the recipes that you know your family will sit down to eat? Do you have at least five to seven meals you can name off? If not, you can use meals consisting of canned food like chunky soup and mini raviolis. Some of the varieties of chunky soup over rice to stretch it make a hearty meal. And a canned vegetable to mini ravioli and add a canned vegetable to mini ravioli and you are good to go. You see, I just gave you two meals there. This is easy. Now, think about the five to seven meals you listed. You will need to make sure that all the ingredients are canned goods or that canned goods can be substituted. You can also use some dried goods like pasta, beans, and the rice I mentioned above, but you will need to package it for the long term. This isn't hard to do. Packaging dried goods for the long term is a little bit more advanced than buying cans, but it is not that big of a deal, and you might not even have to do this. It depends on how many days or weeks of food storage you want. If you're wanting to package some dried goods, you can check out this post that has a ton of resources. Don't get overwhelmed. If you find yourself overwhelmed by the sheer amount of information, just forego the packaging of dried goods at this time. Back to the canned goods. So the important thing is to start with a plan, or in this case, prepare a menu. In the free download, I make it easy for you to list out your menu and then list out the items you need to purchase. After you have one week planned out, then multiply it by two to have two weeks of food storage. Then when you can multiply it by four to have one month of food storage. You'll want to add different menus and items as you go. You don't want your family to get bored with the same meals every week if you can't help it. Another article that might be helpful here is Anyone Can Do It, Foolproof Food Storage. 
Let me briefly talk about a big food storage mistake. One of the big mistakes you can make when it comes to food storage is putting up your food for a rainy day and not using it. The best practice would be to use the FIFO method. FIFO stands for first in, first out. This means that the items you put in your pantry first are the first to come out when you start cooking. This will take a little discipline at first, but basically, imagine looking into your pantry. You just bought another week's worth of green beans. Instead of putting the cans toward the front of your pantry, hopefully you have some sort of system where all the green beans are lined up. You move the green beans that are there forward and then place the newly purchased green beans at the back of your green bean storage. In, other, in order to make this easier, some utilize a can storage system like this. Or if you are a DIYer, you can make one out of cardboard like the video below. And so there is a video here where uh, a lady makes um, a pretty cool little uh, uh, storage system, can storage system, uh, that where you can put it, uh, your can at the top and then it will roll, roll down to the bottom. And so you just pull from the bottom. So you're always pulling the oldest one and the newest one is always at the top. When you are dealing with canned foods, you will have to consider extra sodium and other ingredients you might try to avoid. Every food storage solution, unless you make your own, is going to have some give and take. But for the common man or woman starting out, this is a frugal place to start. Your family and loved ones are counting on you. Like the water storage that I mentioned in the previous article, this isn't something you want to delay. Food means a lot to us now, and we will even and even more so in a survival situation. So I have two links for the for the 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 free PDF. There's one that goes straight to Google, and uh, and I know a lot of people utilize Google, but some people just hate Google. Uh, they believe it's you know Big Brother and all that. So uh, I have a Dropbox link there if you want to go ahead and download it. And some of the other action steps are to take the time to plan out the canned food menu. It takes a little bit of time to sit down and, and plan it all out, but um, when you do and you get the you get what you actually you know you like hey I need uh, for for my Monday dinner I need this or my my Monday lunch I need this. Uh, when you start doing that kind of stuff and you see how many cans you have, you always have that right. And so you just know uh, you you know how to take that and build your inventory, and then always work backwards as well. Like you know, hey, how many months of this do I have? How many cans do I have? And so you're able to to uh, count that up. So it makes it kind of easy for you there. It's a simple PDF, but one that uh, I I believe uh, will work for you. Uh, and uh, to figure out exactly what you need. So that's free, uh, like I said, a free download. And then, so like I said, the action steps are uh, download the free PDF, take the time to plan out a canned food menu, and purchase the items at your local grocery store. Uh, I have a lot of links in here just because there was uh, other things uh, that I wanted to link to that I thought would be valuable to you. I try not to, I, I, I don't put links just in for, for no reason. Um, usually they're they're linking to something that are valuable that I think you, you would want to uh, to research or do a little bit more or get a little bit more information on. So again, that's over at edthatmatters.com, Survival for the Common Man, your easy food storage solution. Um, I think this is the easiest thing to do, and I think this is the first step for anyone trying to get into preparedness. 
and and then even if you are an experienced prepper and you have some freeze dried food and you have some uh, you know some five gallon buckets that you you know put together and those kinds of things, I, I you still should be using canned goods. Uh, you know maybe you can your own goods. So those those as well as uh, you know buying canned goods from the grocery store. I think it's just smart. A lot of the times you can find some sales, and especially during the, you know, we just got out of uh, Thanksgiving, but going into the Christmas season, um, you can find a lot of sales, like green beans. And uh, I guess, you know, I was talking about green beans because I noticed when I was writing this article a little bit before Thanksgiving that green beans were just so uh, so cheap, man. I mean, they were just so inexpensive, and that's the time to stock up on them. And so, uh, and don't just look for the regular size. I mean, depending on your family, right? Um, uh, how many people you have in your family, or you know, whatever you're you're planning. But um, you can get the uh, the regular cans. Uh, you know, the the regular 12, 15 ounces, whatever it is. But also, there are bigger cans. I mean, I know, like uh, you know, the the local grocery store that I go to. Uh, they'll do big cans of like uh, mini raviolis. They'll do big can number ten cans of uh, you know green beans and things like that. Uh, you know, I know that I've seen them at Walmart. I mean, it's a small selection, but uh, don't discount that. You know, or even not even the big number ten cans, but maybe you just don't get the the small ones. You get the a medium one or you know uh, the taller ones. Um, that's available too. A lot of the times, those are a better deal. When you really add up what's in there compared to uh, buying, you know, a bunch of smaller ones. Of course, a bunch of smaller ones would be, you know, easy to measure out and those kinds of things. But anyway, I don't have to tell you all that. All right, so uh, at thematters.com, go check that one out. All right, so uh, on the the Thursday podcast, I always do a conflicted scenario, and uh, conflicted is a card game. Uh, you can purchase the cards. And um, you can go, you can, you know, I, I think this would be a, such a cool gift to give uh, for, you know, an office office party or whatever. But anyway, uh, Conflicted is a card game. And so there's there's uh, a number of playing cards. They look exactly like playing cards. And uh, you flip, flip it over and there's a scenario, like a, a really, a scenario that's going to get you to think. A scenario that's just not something as simple as, oh, hey, yeah, this is what I would do. Um, you know, there's a lot of things sometimes to these uh, scenarios. There's a lot of other ramifications. Sometimes you're not always thinking about them, and so uh, that's why I love to have the uh, the ability to, to to go to the comment section uh, over at Ed that Matters because that's where I put them over the Ed that Matters, and then so you can see someone's response or someone's comment, and it might give you a different perspective of what you were thinking about, and uh, it might help uh, to uh, to clarify some things for you or or maybe to think you know what no I was headed in the right direction these people over here are, are wackos right and so um, you know I, I, I think a lot of people are enjoying this scenario sometimes the scenarios are eh, but uh, a, a lot of the times they're really good ones that get you thinking and uh, so I always encourage you not just to uh, come up with that quick easy answer to these um, think it through. Use critical thinking skills to to figure out, you know, hey, all right, let me think through this whole scenario and see if there's any holes in what I'm thinking, uh, you know, I would do. Uh, you, you, there's always ramifications, right? And so you always got to think those through. That's why it's called conflicted. 
So let's go ahead and look at this uh, scenario. I've uh, entitled this one, Conflicted Dangers from an Unstable Friend, What Would You Do? So let me go ahead and read this one. One of your friends became a problem that could put at risk the lives of the entire group, including your family. Your friend won't stop his reckless behavior and refuses to be thrown out of the group since he contributed to it and his wife and children have nowhere to go. He has lost it and now he is putting the entire group at risk. But no one has the heart to deal with this but you. You tried to have a serious conversation, but that still didn't work. How would you handle this situation and why? So let me read it one more time just so if you wanted to hear it again, you don't have to... to uh, to uh, back up the, the podcast or the episode. Here we go. One of your friends became a problem that could put at risk the lives of the entire group, including your family. Your friend, your friend won't stop his reckless behavior and refuses to be thrown out of the group since he contributed to it and his wife and children have nowhere to go. He has lost it and now he is putting the entire group at risk, but no one has the heart to deal with this but you. You tried to have a serious conversation, but that still didn't work. How would you handle this situation and why? All right, so that's uh, this week's conflicted scenario. Uh, go check that out. And you might just want to think through that and say, hey, how would I? You might be driving. You might be you know, in, that, in the house uh, you know, doing some work uh, you know, at work. Wherever you might be, you might just want to reflect a little bit on this scenario and say, okay, what would I do? Uh, how would I handle this with what I know about preparedness and what I know about crisis situations and what I know about people? How would I handle this situation, right? Uh, and then uh, you might, uh, if you feel like it and you feel like you want to add to the conversation, you can come over to edthatmatters.com. Uh, I link to all these conflicted in the show notes. And uh, you can link to it uh, directly and come right right over and drop uh, your ideas of how you would deal with this in the uh, in the comment section. And like I said, I think uh, having some ideas from other people help uh, give a lot of insight uh, and help to you know to clarify some things or or uh, to figure out some things. Maybe look at them differently. And so um, that's it uh, for that uh, scenario. Conflicted. Danger from an unstable friend, what would you do? Oh, it's going to be over at edthatmatters.com. All right, hey, thanks so much for being a part of episode 202. I really do appreciate all the listeners out there. Uh, we, we hit another big bump in, in uh, or, or bump or jump in, uh, in uh, the, the stats. And so I just want to thank everyone for that and everyone who's coming and listening. I uh, greatly, greatly appreciate you and, uh, and uh, being a part of this community. If you want to participate just a little bit more, um, you, can, you are free and welcome to come over to uh, the free Facebook group, Building a More Self-Reliant Life. And uh, I always link to it in the show notes. Or you can come straight to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com and click on free Facebook group. Uh, or go over, to, uh, just in your web browser, uh, type this in, amoreselfrelientlife.com amoreselfrelientlife.com. Type that in and it'll take you right over there. Click the button to join and we'll get you in there. And then uh, that's a, a community where we're able to share ideas, ask questions. And uh, like, I, like I say uh, every podcast, I'm very proud of what's going on over there. And I'm very grateful for everyone who, uh, who contributes and who is a part of that. There's a lot of people who just kind of lurk 
And that is totally fine. You can come and just check it out and kind of hang out and say, okay, hey, is this something that I really do want to be a part of? And, uh, and then go ahead and, and, and enter in uh, the conversation if you want to. So uh, that's over at uh, uh, the Facebook group, A More Self-Reliant Life. Hey, if you would uh, like to give me some feedback, you, you, you're welcome to come over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com, episode 202, and drop me a line in the comment section. Or you can hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I always love to uh, connect with listeners out there. Uh, and we also appreciate when you share out the um, when you share out the episode and when you uh, subscribe. Uh, that's a, that's a big deal. I know there's a lot of you out there still listening on uh, on on your desktop or your laptops, uh, you know, because I see the the statistics. But uh, there's just a big benefit from having it, you know, downloading them to your smartphone and being able to be on the move. And uh, I consume a lot of podcasts when I'm driving. And uh, man, I just sometimes I wish my commute was just a little bit longer because I could get in some more podcasts. But uh, I start listening to them because everyone checks out of the house uh, before I do. And so I'm by myself. And so I start listening to them while I'm getting ready and uh, listen to them all the way all the way to work. So a bunch of different podcasts. Uh, I think it's a great, great learning tool. And uh, I, I just, you know, I think more people should should utilize that. So if you're not doing that, uh, you know, you might want to look into it. It's so easy. You'll be surprised how easy it is. All right, guys, that's it for episode 202. Uh, with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.